Good morning and welcome to Raven Randall's Rants. This is your girl Raven the Serial Poet coming to bring to y'all another podcast of nothing but randomness. On this morning's podcast, I thought I would discuss something that is near and dear to my heart because apparently it's something that I notice a lot of people around me go through from time to time it's not really anything that is a repetitious thing but I can honestly say that I go through it my friends go through it and it's the ability of forgiving people without cutting ties with them now with me I am one of those type of people that has the softest of hearts like if you did you know something minor you know we could still communicate we could still be cordial we could still have friends and you know converse and things like that but then it's the ones that you know I know have done me severely dirty and I go through this phase where I'm like well that was so long ago or you know it wasn't that bad maybe we can like try to rekindle a friendship rekindle a relationship whatever the case may be and I went through that recently with one of my friends from back home and also um, with an ex that recently hit me up and so I went through this phase where I was like, nah, you know, it's going to be the same old, same old. It's going to be the same bull crap or whatever the case may be. And it wasn't like that at first, but you know how people fall into habits or they fall into routine. And that's what ended up happening. Like my friend from back home hit me up. You know, we was playing catch-up. She was telling me about her and her kids. And I was telling her about, you know, life on my negative, you know, in my negative list or whatever. And, you know, it was a nice conversation. It was nice to play catch-up and things like that. But it's like after that, you know, communication ceased. And... You know, for a person that basically was like, oh, yeah, I was worried about you. I didn't know what happened to you. Um, You was on my mind and things like that. And, you know, pretty much she ghosted me or whatever. And I'm not going to say that it bothers me because, you know, it's been so long. It's literally been since. 2016 I want to say I heard from her the last time and it would have been different if she didn't know that I was moving but we literally sat in my old house and we had a conversation where I was like well you know um, I'm about to move because I need a change of scenery I need a new environment there's nothing left for me in Louisiana like literally nothing left or whatever and I don't know whether she may have took offense to that because she may have considered her being something that is worth coming back to visit and things like that but no literally like the only time that I plan on going back home well that's not my home no more but going back to Louisiana is to get my things that I left there um, in safekeeping and that's about it you know I might on my way out stop by Bourbon Street have a hand grenade or two and then I'm bringing my butt back to Florida because I'm not gonna front since I've been here it has been drama free I don't feel any toxic energy I don't feel any thing negative you know despite despite the fact that you know 
um, I may have dated a couple of people or talked to a couple of people or made friends that I would consider to be not of the best um, company. But, you know, you live and you learn and things like that. And I am the type of person to where if I feel like you're going to disrupt my peace, I don't mind cutting you off. I, I really do not mind cutting you off. And, you know, I guess going back to her, I guess she probably felt like, you know, so much time has passed by to where I don't feel like being bothered or whatnot. And I do know that, you know, she has a, a new girlfriend or whatever the case may be. And maybe that plays a factor in it because I don't know what she may have told her girlfriend about me. But maybe that plays a part in it. Um, but whatever the case may be, I'm not going to front, you know, uh, she talked about coming to visit and things like that. And <laughs> me and my friend, we joked about the fact that, you know, oh yeah, she going to come by herself. If she come by herself, you know, you already know what's up. And I'm like, nah. Because I'm older now. So it's like the games that I used to play when she and I first knew each other. I'm like a totally different person now. Because I've been in a relationship to where, yeah, I know that wouldn't fly with me. Like the relationship I was in, it didn't fly with her. It didn't fly with me. It's just not. No. <laughs> So I would not do that to another person, you know, when I was younger. Yeah, I didn't care because I wanted what I wanted, when, you know, when I wanted it. And that was wrong. I take accountability for that. I feel as though karma has pretty much showed her ass off when it came to that. Because, you know, I ain't going to front. I had a couple of instances to where, you know, it came back to bite me in the butt. But, you know, it is what it is. That's life. It's whatever. Uh, it's something to where you can learn from it and move on. But, um, but yeah, I don't know whether she's still going to come to visit or not. All I do know is, though, if she do come, I already said, I made up my mind that, you know, if she invite me to stay in the room with her, I'm not going I'm pretty much, you know, if we decide to have lunch or something, I will meet her at the place. Because, yeah, temptation is a motherfucker. And I am not going to <laughs> put myself in any situations to where I could be tempted. That is the key to not crossing lines that don't need to be crossed. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel as though... Every two years, I want to say, somebody from my past always pops up. It it never fails. Like, I think last year it was somebody I really didn't care to pop up. Didn't even think about that person. But for whatever reason, they felt the need to let their presence be known. And, yeah, I could care less because I'm the type of person to where... You know, people feel as though they could bully me or intimidate me um, or embarrass me into being quiet. And I'm the type of person to where I'm at an age now, you can't embarrass me, you can't intimidate me, or nor can you bully me. I'm going to speak my truth, and my truth is what it is. And I said what I said, and, it, and it's not going to change because your feelings are, you know, it's hurt. Um... So, apparently, this person's feelings was hurt last year. So, they decided to, you know, make a YouTube and show their ass and say whatever they wanted to say or whatever the case may be. And, hey, whatever floats your boat, whatever, you know, calms your nerves, whatever, you know, feel you feel as though will help you sleep at night. It's all love. I really don't care. But I'm still going to say what I need to say. I'm in a process of writing a memoir um, of my life because I feel like 
somewhere in this world is a little girl or maybe a grown woman that has been through what I've been through and the story deserves to be told. Um, I've been through a lot of things. And when I say a lot of things, I mean a lot of things that most people probably would have killed themselves, not for lack of trying, I, I pretty much have. But um, I feel as though God made me, you know, help me survive for a purpose. And my purpose is to administer to people that may not otherwise be able to be heard or seen or whatever the case may be. You know, to let them know that they are not alone in any retrospect. And I am going to continue to do that and be damned to whoever don't like it. <laughs> You know, because, yeah, I'm 40, I'll be 42 this year. And no, I'm not going to be intimidated. And no, I'm not going to be quiet because it ruffles a couple of feathers. You know, oh, well, if you don't like what I'm saying or writing or whatever, then don't listen or read it, you know. But um, to the second person that popped up, this is a person that I feel as though thinks that they still have their hooks in me. And I'm not going to front the first time I converse with them. Feelings did, you know, spark. But then I'm the type of person to where I, I will forgive you, but I will never forget. I will never forget and... um it's just like you could tell how people move what their intentions are like if you call me because you're going through something and you need somebody to just listen to you as you go through it of course I'm that type of person that I'm gonna sit there I'm like oh you know I'm gonna sympathize with you I'm gonna be empathetic and all that but don't think I'm gonna do anything for you because that ship has sailed. So it's like I could tell that now that this person is back on their feet, you know, the same pattern has crept back in. It's the same situation. It's just, you know, I just don't understand how people operate like that. Like, when I'm down, you know, I'm still going to communicate with you. When I'm up, I'm still going to communicate with you. If you are worth communicating with. And that's one thing I had to come to the realization about is some people are just not worth conversing with. Just not worth it at all. And it's sad because it's like when you're a good person. And you want the best for everybody. You just seem to ignore certain things. And I am totally guilty of that. And it's in a lot of ways it's sad because I want to see the good in everybody that I converse with. You know, I make friends or associates because I really can't call everybody a friend. But I meet associates, we click, you know for the moment but I feel like they be trying me on a level to where because I'm so quiet they like oh well I could speak any type of way with her or I could do anything to her and she's just gonna take it and then the moment that I don't or the moment that I click on them then it becomes a problem like where was the laughter then like you laughed your way through talking crap to me you laugh your way through uh being condescending you know jokingly complimenting me but at the same time you know saying some shady stuff and then the moment that i say something back to you in the same manner oh i can't take a joke no i can take a joke but can you because the thing about it is, my sarcasm, my condescendingness, my assholeism 
is strong. And what people don't realize is, you know, they could joke with me all day. But when I turn the book, you know, when I turn the tables on you, don't get in your feelings about it and say, oh, you can't take a joke. You ain't have to go that far. No, I'm matching your energy. Anybody that's around me from the time that I can remember to now, I've had associates, I've had friends, I've had, you know, partners, relationships and things like that to where they always end because they do something to me. But the moment that I match their energy, it causes a problem. Not all of a sudden, oh, I don't want to be friends with you no more because of this. I can't associate myself with you because of this. We can't date anymore because of this. So I'm the type of person to where if you don't want somebody matching your energy, don't put it out there to be matched. That's almost like somebody smoking and saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm smoking this. Or whatever the case may be. And then when a person be like, oh yeah, you know, match, you know, match it up. Let's go. And now all of a sudden, no, you know, this is mine. That is yours. I'm not matching anything. Why not? If we all share, if we all are, you know, vibing and things like that, why not? I would never understand that for the life of me. And that's with anything. That's with jobs. That's in every walk of life. You know, people have a tendency of saying, oh, well, you know, I just want somebody that's equally yoked with me, you know, to live out life with. Or I want friends that match my energy. So when we have hot girls, some of, you know, we could just spaz out but yet when you get that when you find it not all of a sudden oh she do too much or she don't do enough or whatever the case may be y'all need to make up your mind and I'm the type of person that I say what I mean and I mean what I say if I sit up there and I ask you, you know, we're talking, we're just conversing, what are you expecting from this conversation? You need to tell me something. I don't care if you tell me, well, I just needed a lending ear or I'm trying to work things out with you or, you know, I just wanted to see where your head was at but don't sit up there and try to bullshit me into thinking one thing and then your intentions are something totally different that's where people go wrong with me people feel like they could bullshit me and I'm gonna be like oh, okay yeah yeah that's totally cool yeah we can do that yeah you know whatever no mm -mm. Because I'm an observer. And it's a blessing and a curse because of my sign. I observe everything. I will sit back in a crowded room. Sit in a corner and observe everything. I could tell when somebody's being genuine. I could tell when somebody's being shady. I could tell when somebody have my best intentions. I mean, you know, my best interests at heart. Or whether they trying to like get one over on me I observe everything and what I have observed this year since the 1st of January I have obs I've observed people genuinely wanting to be my friend but not knowing how because I'm shut off I have people that genuinely want to date me but they don't know how to pursue me because I'm shut off. And then I also have 
you know, certain family members that have reached out to me that want to fix things, that want to reconstruct things, that want to, you know, make things right, but they don't know how because I'm shut off. And the key word in each scenario is I am shut off. My wall is up. There is no crack in my wall. There is no crack in the foundation. There is literally no air able to get through. Because I've been through years of people telling me one thing and then doing something totally different. And then you know who ends up getting hurt in that scenario? Me. And then they don't apologize. Or if they do apologize, it's half-ass. Like, if y'all listen to this and y'all can relate to the apology that I'm about to say, you would know it's a half-ass apology. So, let's say, let's give you a scenario. My ex. She used to always do things that did not make sense common sense was not her friend being considerate was not one of her best traits but the moment that you bring something up to her that she did and that she was wrong for doing her apology was where i'm sorry that you felt that i did something wrong to you or I'm sorry that you felt that whatever I did was inconsiderate. That apology is half ass. And I know a lot of y'all probably saying, oh, well, that's petty because at least she apologized. No, it's the right way to apologize and it's the wrong way to apologize, at least to me. Now, to y'all, y'all probably, you know, y'all take any apology that you can get. That's all well and good. But, if you're genuinely going to apologize to me, I need for the apology to sound like, I'm sorry for being inconsiderate. It was not my intentions to be that way. So, let me make it right. That's an apology. Not condesc not being condescending and trying to gaslight me talking about I'm sorry that you felt Yeah, I, I did feel that way. And just because you worded like that don't mean that I'm not I'm gonna stop feeling that way. But all my life I can honestly say that that's how adults when I was young, that's how adults dealt with me. As I got older, that's how my peers dealt with me and I'm not falling for that shit I know what type of apology that I deserve I know what type of friendship what type of relationship that I want at my age and I'm the type of person to where if you're trying to be friends with me even if it's short term Maybe you want me to do something for you. Or maybe you want me to teach you something. It is up to you to help us build a connection to where we can work together and coincide to get whatever needs to be done, done. Same thing with re relationships. I am a very easy person to please. I am a very simple person to make happy. I don't see why it's so hard for a woman because I have to be specific because I know majority of my listeners are men. But I don't know why it's so hard for women, lesbians, to grasp the concept that when you have somebody like me, and you're in a relationship with me that it's the simple things that make me happy it's the consistency 
You know how they have five love languages? I have six. Because all five coincide with my whole entire being. But my sixth love language is consistency. Be consistent. Show up. Do everything that you did in the beginning throughout the relationship. Don't start something at the beginning of the relationship and then lo and behold you stop and then when I bring up why you stop you gaslight me talking about oh I don't know why you making a big deal you know it's only been a month or it's only been a week or whatever the case may be and now you know you're making it seem like my problem or my issue is not important or valid But let me do that to you. Let you come to me and be like, oh, well, we haven't made love in weeks. We haven't been on a date in weeks. We haven't did X, Y, and Z in weeks. So if I, you know, examine your issues the way you examine mine, and then come to you and be like, oh, it haven't been weeks. You you just being dramatic. It hasn't been that long. And I look at the calendar and it has been weeks. And then I come back to you and be like, well, I'm sorry if you feel <laughs> that I'm not doing enough to make you happy or to, to stay consistent or whatever the case may be. Now, I'm an asshole. No, I'm matching your energy because you just told me that my issues was invalid. So now that I tell you your issues is invalid, now it's important. Like, make it make sense. I give out what you give me. I match your energy. And I'm very big on that. So if we just start talking... And you ask me, what are certain things that I can do to make you happy? And if we're on the phone or if we face to face and I tell you, stay consistent, be respectful, be loyal, be honest. That's all I ask. And treat me the way that you would want to be treated. Simple, right? If you listen to what I'm saying, it's very simple. But for whatever reason, you can tell a person that and they will compute that and be like, oh yeah, that's simple enough. Oh, you're not asking for much. So you pretty much want me to treat you the way that you treat me. And I say yes. And then they grab onto that. And they say, okay, bet. I can do that. But see what ends up happening from my observation. You know, I'm not a professional. But from my personal observation... They say that whether it's friends, family, mates, whatever. They say that that's not hard to do. But what ends up happening is. The good morning texts cease. The phone calls on lunch breaks cease. The call when they get home cease. Any type of intimate foreplay conversation whatever like if you write them letters or maybe they write you a poem if all those sweet things or romantic gestures stop what are you to think and I'm the type of person to where you leave me alone with my thoughts long enough I am going to conjure up my own opinion of why you stop doing those things. 
And then that's when you're going to say, oh, I'm assuming I'm being melodramatic. I'm overreacting. But what do you have to give me to go on? If you go a week without talking to your mate, that's a no call, no show. I don't care what nobody say. Some people say, oh, that's just too much. You're doing too much, whatever the case may be. But if you're married or if you're in a serious relationship and you started off your communication strong to the point to where y'all talk every night, y'all have conversations in the morning before work, y'all call each other or text each other on lunch break or whatever, and now all of a sudden it's been two weeks, two Where did the communication go? Where did the intimacy go? Where did all the things that you pretty much did at the beginning of a relationship, now you're three months in, now you done got, you know, um, what they call it, comfortable, content, complacent. Now you've gotten that way and now things have fell to the wayside. Now, your mate is supposed to understand this. Why? Because if you're still working the same hours you was working at the beginning, your job haven't changed, your sleep pattern haven't changed, especially if you're married. Like, if you're married and you're in the same household, what what's changed? If you don't have no kids, no excuse. If you have kids... I can see that. Like maybe you're tired or whatever the case may be. Some things have fell off, whatever. But you have to find that reconnection somewhere. But it's the same thing with relationships. Now this person then crept back. Oh, I missed you. I've been thinking about you, wondering what's going on with you, whatever the case may be. Now you have access to me. All those things that you're saying, oh, I miss you, whatever the case may be. And you miss me. You have access to me. Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, emails, whatever. But now you have started back the pattern. Of which why I cut you off. But I'm supposed to be understanding. And not push you away. Or not ghost you. Because the moment that I ghost you. You feel some type of way. I always tell people. I am never in the same place where you left me. And when they look at me confused. I'm like, would you like me to elaborate on what I just said? When I say I am not in the same place where you left me or where I left you. It means that the fool that I was at the beginning. When we were existing together. I am no longer a fool for you now. Which means. If we reconnect, let's say the family members that want to reconnect with me and fix things. If I open myself up and be like, oh yeah, you know, we could talk and we could converse and we just, let's just see what happens. Let's just play it by ear. We're going to communicate and we're going to see where we could go from there. If I tell you that, then that means that I'm open to fixing things. But if I open myself up to you, and you start with the bullshit again, the condescendingness, the gaslighting, the narcissism, all that things wrapped into one I'm going to cut you off again. 
And you know what you're going to tell people? Oh, I was open to working things out with her, but she just cut, you know, she just cut me off. I don't know what's going on with her. Something, you know, it must be something. You're not going to tell them that we were talking and then I I was talking to you about my life and you decided to be condescending to me and gaslight me and pretty much say, oh, that's cute. Because what they do is when you talk about your business, your life, or whatever the case may be, when they say, oh, your little girlfriend or your little business or, you know, your little poetry books, that's condescending and gaslighting because what people don't realize is when I first started writing my books, everybody was like, oh, well, you know, that's cute, you know. When I did it a second time, oh, that's cute, you know what I'm saying? I saw your little book covers or whatever. Yeah, I know you saw my little book covers. And yeah, they was little. But now I rebranded for a third time. You know, the whispers set in and they be like, oh, how many times she gonna rebrand her books and, you know, what's going on with that and, I'm not buying the same thing because, you know, I bought it twice already. Just know. (laughs) Just know that you don't have to buy them because there's plenty more people that's buying them. Because what people don't understand is, yes, I rebranded three times. But the second time I rebranded, I added new poems to the books and changed the title. This time, I changed the book cover, and I added more stuff, and I added, you know, I changed the title. So, what you thought it once was the first two times, that's not it this time. And all the royalties is coming to me. I don't have to share, don't have to divide, don't have to do any of those things, because I'm putting the work in. Because now I know the correct way to do things. And I like to thank the person that helped me get to that point. But even though I could thank the person that helped me get to that point. She has no credit. In the poems that I added. In the book covers that I created. Or the titles that I picked. It's all me. Because what people don't know is when you evolve, you evolve into a person that people will no longer recognize. And because they don't recognize you, they think that you acted funny and you moving funny or whatever the case may be. No, I'm moving accordingly. Because if I feel as though your energy is shady and you moving funny and you doing this and you doing all this talking... This side talking and these side chats and, you know, people coming back and telling me things that you thought would never make it back to me. Yeah, I'm going to move funny around you. And because I'm moving funny around you, I'm going to treat you accordingly. So now I treat you like a stranger on the street. But like, oh, so, oh, so that's how you feel. Oh, that's what we doing? Okay, bet. And that's the same way I'm treating, you know, the person that just crept back in. Because what people don't realize is, yeah, I can talk to you all sweet and stuff. I'm like, you know, hey, how you doing? You know, I missed you too. And, you know, I thought about you and you've been on my mind. And I was wondering if you was okay. I could talk that shit too. But the difference is. When I talk my shit. I mean it. I'm not looking for no. You know. Space or no. Crack in the door to to work my way in. No. Because I've had you. Like. 
And this is the cocky side of me. I done had you. I seen what it is to have you. So, you seen what it is to have me, and I seen what it is to have you. But who wants who back? I never once reached out to you. So why? Like, so why would I do that? Why would I put myself through the anguish and the pain and the frustration and all of that all over again? Because what people don't realize is when you pursue them, it's by choice. It's because you choose to see, okay, let's work on things. Let's see, you know, if we could fix what was broken the first, the last time. But if they pursue you after you cut them off, of course. If they pursue you, that means they know they fucked up. And they know that you were the one that got away. Now, it's up to you to decide whether they even deserve mending things with you. And I'm in a mental space to where, like, I love the conversation... You know, I would talk to anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just that type of person. I have a group of friends now that I talk to on a daily basis. And we pop our shit and we talk and we have our little group chat. And, you know, some of our conversations be toxic. And some of our conversations be funny as hell. But the difference is we know who we are in the conversation, in the group chat. We know we toxic. We know we are. But what I can't stand is don't approach me or don't contact me and be like, hey, baby, you know what I'm saying? Um, I missed you. I've been thinking about you a lot. And I realized that my life don't go right if you're not with me, you know. You have to be with me for my life to go right and this, that, and the other. I understand that. I know your life don't go right without me because it's been proven. But you know what I also realize? That when I'm not with you, I be on it. I'm going to school and everything. Which is why I tell people... I am not where you left me. I'm not. People think that I just sit around and twiddle my thumbs and, you know, hey, you know, being lazy, being flaky, being all this other stuff that they like to call me. I have so many things that I've been working on since the pandemic. Yes, I don't do my t-shirt thing no more because that was a lot. I ain't going to front. I ain't going to hold you. Those who have online stores, big up to you. I give you the biggest props ever. But I ain't doing that shit no more. If I do do it, it's going to have to be special to order. Like You will have to email me and tell me what you want, and I'll make it, and I'll ship it to you. You're going you know, to pay for it without... But as far as running a whole store? Oh, no. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Never again. Never again. But my books is doing amazing. I'm going to school. I've been working out, losing weight. My hair is growing back because I'm not stressed the fuck out. Um, it's just a lot of things that's going good for me. So when things are going good for me, I can always tell that I'm on the right path because... <laughs> people pop up in my inbox on Facebook or Instagram and be like you know hey what's good like what you been up to I mean, you know whatever you ain't been thinking about me it's been months 
it's almost been a year and now all of a sudden now I'm doing better than ever and you doing bad you want to hit me up and be like oh I miss you and you want to reminisce about this you want to reminisce about that that's all well and good and stuff yes we had some beautiful times but when we had bad times it was the worst and that's what I'm holding on to some people say I'm wrong for that but I'm holding on to the bad times to remind me never to go down that path with you because you do not know how to stay consistent you do not know how to stay in a place to where you consider other people's feelings before your own you on a path of selfishness and selfish people I said it once once before if y'all are a habitual listener I said this once before on one of my other podcasts selfish people do not belong in relationships they do not deserve to be parents and when I say deserve to be parents it's because you can't be selfish and have another human being to take care of because it's going to be a breakdown somewhere and that's where I'm at like for the first time in a long time I'm selfish completely and totally an apology you know how you know what I mean apologetically selfish y'all know I get tongue-tied but yeah I'm not making no apologies for being selfish this is the first time ever in life that I've been selfish you know and as badly and as much as I would love for us to work things out and you know be as one I just know that would never be too much stuff has happened um some stuff I could forgive some stuff that I can't um and it I just don't see it I do not see it happening at all but one thing I can say totally and wholeheartedly is the chemistry (laughs) the intimate chemistry is still there but I'm gonna fight through it because yeah I'm finally to a place to where I can think about her and not break down I can think about her and not feel regret I could think about her and you know I could smile because you know we did have beautiful moments but I can't allow for the devil to creep back in I can't allow for any thing of not you know negative toxicity you know my little group that I'm in yeah we have toxicity but it's it's like on a level of we are protective of each other so we always want to know what each other is doing it's almost like we're in one big relationship but two is married and the rest of them is you know single with kids or whatever the case may be but yeah i i was like i love those women to death they the only ones that kept me sane when i was going through everything and so it's like for me to have that type of uh <laughs> toxic things going on of positivity I can't allow for the negative aspect of the toxic situation with my ex to creep back in so it's like one of those situations where you have to wish them well and give them the you know their wings so they can fly you know what I'm saying every once in a while I'll check on her or whatever the case may be but that's all it'll be because she's still selfish 
she's still, you know, condescending and, you know, very narcissistic and gaslighting. And it's like, even though it's not as bad as it once was, it's still fragments of it still there. It's still there. And it's like, I, I could tell that she she's trying to, like, hold it together and she's trying to make sure, you know, her personality don't creep in and ruin the conversations we be having. But I'm the one as of late that has been like, I ain't gonna front. I'll go in a minute. She be like, well, you know, I ain't getting no phone call from you yesterday or you ain't texting me yesterday. And I was off. And I ain't gonna front the, uh, the smirk came across my face. I'm like, oh, so now you see what that shit feel like. <laughs> I know, petty, 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 but yeah. That's who I am, and I embrace who I am. I take accountability for who I am, you know. But I can't change who I am. I can't change, you know, the walls that I have put up. And it's just one of those things to where, you know, you either going to take it or you're going to leave it. And if you're going to leave it, leave, you know, leave it where it's at. Don't come back and be like, oh, you know, I forgot something and try to pick it up. now. Because by that time, I'm going to, like, bend it, throw it out. You good. You don't need it. Throw it out. And so, it is what it is. But before I start rambling, I'm going to get off of here. <laughs> but before I do, y'all know I always leave y'all with my thought of the night or rather morning. And my thought of the morning is this. You can stay in the same place with the same person in the same situation. But don't you dare expect things to be different. Because in order for things to be different, you must move differently. So with that being said... Love, peace, and blessings. If you're on your way home, pray before you lay. And if you're on your way to work, y'all be safe. Good night, y'all.